Hey kiddo, welcome to the Inspire to Engage podcast, where we talk marketing for small business owners, how we can serve our existing clients well, and ways for us to engage more with potential clients. And of course, we'll talk some about the juggles and struggles to do all of this while still having a life. I'm your host, Rachel Eubanks, and I'm so happy that you're here. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 29. It is with my new friend, Stephanie Sawyer. She owns a boutique called Wildflowers on Signal, and that's Signal Mountain as in 15 minutes outside of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Now, Stephanie is a breath of fresh air. She brings this joy about her, this can-do spirit that is contagious. I had never met Stephanie prior to our conversation, but I am telling you, when I got off the Zoom call with her, I was fired up and excited about the rest of my week. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Stephanie as much as I did. Now, originally, I asked Stephanie on to talk about how she pivoted due to COVID-19 using Facebook Live. Yes, Facebook Live. So if you're like me and you're scared of video, and then on top of that, live video really scares you, you're going to want to listen to this episode. Stephanie makes it seem doable. And I'll give you a heads up. She had never used Facebook Live prior to COVID-19. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Stephanie as much as I did. Okay, here it is. I am so happy to have you here today. This podcast is one that you and I have had to reschedule once or twice. And so that it has come to fruition has made me really happy. And I so enjoyed our conversation just a couple of minutes ago before we pressed record. So I can't wait to share you with my audience. And so before we go any further, Stephanie, please tell my audience your name, the name of your store, and uh, a little bit about how this store came to be, how your business got started. All right. Well, thank you. First of all, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and to finally get get it uh, connected and um, to be able, it's been a crazy few weeks for me, but it's all good. And we just keep pressing forward as we always do, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, <laughs> you know, I'm learning. <laughs> so I am Stephanie Sawyer and I own Wildflowers, which is an eclectic artisan boutique and gallery in, and we're located atop Signal Mountain which is about 15 minutes from downtown Chattanooga and everything in the store is handmade from artisans all over the country. Um, I'm drawn to anything that's handmade and have a really deep appreciation for the heart and soul that goes into each piece. So, you know, I feel a connection to not just the artists, but their pieces and, you know, very selective of about what I bring in. It has to bring me joy in order to make it into my store. And people will say that when they come in, it feels so happy in here, but it's, you know, it's lots of bright colors and it's just kind of, I have to tell a funny story. I have this friend who came in when I was setting up the store and he's just a goofball anyway. And he said, Stephanie, this store, this, and and I'm just, and he's like trying to bring that word. And he goes, it's a $10 word. I said, well, what, what, what is the word? And he goes, I can't think of it. And I said, well, what does it mean? And he said, 
this and he like did his hand around you know and pointed around the store and he goes this shows or, or lets people in or what how did he say it I'm, I'm gonna botch it here he said this shows people what in the world goes on in your head <laughs> which is so funny because it is it's very bright and colorful and eclectic and I guess that's kind of what goes on in my crazy head but um Anyway, so back, back, back on track. Uh, so, but my vision for wildflowers when I opened was that it would just continually evolve and feature new artists so that if you come in today and then you come back three months from today, you'll have a, just two completely different experiences, but enjoyable and satisfying shopping experiences. Mm -hmm. um, you know, customers, customers can come in and shop for a one of a kind gift for someone else or for themselves. And I have a prayer wall in the store. And, um, you know, that's, that's just one of my favorite parts of the store. And people will leave prayers, you know, if they have something that they need praying for, and they'll take prayers off the prayer, prayer wall and pray for someone else. Um, so that's really a special uh, thing. And then I also have a devotional library in the little prayer room with the prayer wall that people can check out devotionals. So that's, um, you know, it's just constantly changing my brain. I posted a thing on Facebook the other day and it said, creative people don't have messes laying around everywhere. It's ideas. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> so appropriate. That <laughs> so is constantly, so my brain just goes nonstop, you know, thinking of different ways, different things to do in the store and art and things I want in there. And so anyway. Well, and I love it. And that's one of the things that, this is one of the reasons that I wanted Stephanie on the podcast today is because we're going to talk in a couple of minutes about how she was creative and thought outside the box when the pandemic hit. Um, we're going to talk about Facebook lives. In fact, I'll just go in and, and spill the beans. But before we go there, tell me, when did you start your store and where did this, like, how did this happen before we get to the to the business stuff. How did your store start? You know, it's just, I've always been, like I said, drawn to handmade items, no matter where I, I love art festivals and, and thrifting, mm -hmm. you know, I love that mm -hmm. part too. So, and, and repurposing, and I've always done a lot of that myself. So we travel a lot and every time we go somewhere I search out little stores like that you know and so for years and years I've always thought I want a store like this this is what would make me happy and I actually looked at doing it probably about 10 years ago but I was in the throes of having children I have four kids and I'm, I'm down to just one at home now that's 13 <laughs> and then my that's a daughter and my older boys are 20 22 and 24 so you know the time was right so last summer, I turned 50 in 2019 it was my 50th birthday. And it was just, it really came back to the forefront. And I just, I really wanted to do it. And my husband said, just go for it. Just do it. Just do it. And it's just without going into it, to it all, everything just fell into place. I prayed about it and I you know, thought lots about it. And then my husband and I went on a big trip to California in August, and we were there a year ago. As a matter of fact, thank goodness we did it last year yes. Yes. before all this hit, because there's no way I would go out there now. No. Um, and we went to several markets, and I found several of my artists out there oh, um, on that trip, and that just really, you know, pumped me up. And then I opened 
my grand opening was October 20th last year. So I haven't even been open a year. So I'm still, I'm coming up on a year, but I'm still in my first year. Well, I, I'm so glad that you followed your dream. And I know that that's going to inspire other people when they hear that. And sometimes just do it. Yeah. And we have big markers in our life where you're just like, okay, I'm 50. My children are older now. It's my time. I'm going to go for it. So you have already kind of just been a renegade. You've went for it now. And then in March of 2020, COVID-19 hits all of us like a tornado, a hurricane, windstorm, whatever you want to call it. No one saw it coming. And here you are a brand new business owner, but you are creative. Like so many of my listeners are creatives just like you. And you found yourself going, okay, I've got to think differently about my store. And you said when we were chatting before that you had always used Facebook for your business. Like most of us, you had a Facebook page, a business page for uh, wildflowers, but you had never really delved into Facebook lives. And right. then you did. So can you talk to me and other listeners about doing these Facebook lives? for the first time? What are some results that you've seen from it? So let's just start with what gave you the idea of getting started there? Okay. So I went about, gosh, probably five. I shut down on March 18th. Mm -hmm. You know, it, I just, I pushed it as long as I could go and people right. just stopped coming in and, and I thought there's no reason to just keep sitting here with no one coming in. Yeah. So I shut the store down. Actually, I think I had to at that point, March 18th. Yeah. And I went about five weeks with just nothing yet. I still had to pay my rent in full. I still had to pay all the bills, you know, everything. Um, a lot of the, um, things I had ordered for the store, you know, in prior months that hit, right about then that I had to pay for it. So, and, and I had zero income and I just have tried so hard to keep that separate from our personal budget. Um, you know, I knew fortunately that that was there if it had to be, but you know, I didn't want to, we had four kids back home, you know, I just did not need to be, need to go there. So, um, about, like I said, about five weeks in, it just kind of hit the wall. I hit the wall and I was so sad. You know, I thought I just, I, I've got to pull myself up you know, I just gave myself a pity party one day and it was ugly. It was ugly, bad. It was bad. I was not getting any, you know, PPP or EIDL. You know, I was getting nothing, no government help whatsoever for my little business. And so I thought, okay, if this is going to survive, it's on me and I've got to figure this out. So, and I have kind of a backstory back right after I opened, there was a day, it was a Friday and it was just pouring down rain, pouring down rain. It was in November. So I had been open maybe three weeks at this yeah, time. Yeah. And this lady comes in and it was just, I won't go into it, but it was like, it's like she was my angel that day. And then she told me I was hers and we ended up having this wonderful conversation. She, I said, what are you, she was from Nashville. I said, what are you doing on Signal Mountain? You know, what, yeah. are, what, are, what brought you, what brought you here? And on this awful rainy day and she had twin boys and one of them had committed suicide like six years prior and she said it was his angel anniversary and so you know the prayer wall really spoke to her and you know she left a prayer which is still on the wall and uh she 
said that each year on his anniversary, they, with the other twin and she and her husband and the dog, they go and do something they've never done before. And so what they were doing that day was coming and hiking on Signal Mountain. Mm. And then it rained. Mm. And she said, we just happened to drive by your store. And so I just wanted to pop in. So she has become a friend and she owned, and this is another thing, she owns a shop up in the Nashville area, which is not the same, but we certainly commiserated. She gave me lots of good advice because I just opened. And so I saw her, she was doing lives, you know, Facebook lives, and they were just fun. And she would do them every week and you know, she would do different things. So I reached out to her and I said, you seem like those are working well for you. And she said, so she gave me some pointers. And then, so I just took the information she gave me and I thought, how can I adapt that to my situation and my store? And so what I came up with is a Friday night happy hour, a virtual happy hour. And so, you know, I just thought about what time to do it. And so I did them at five o'clock because, you know, happy hours are usually at five. And then I would have um, a drink recipe and an appetizer recipe that I would promote on the Facebook page um, prior to, you know, the, the thing, to the happy hour. And then I would have a featured or have a featured artist each week. And so our mutual friend is, was my first guest, um, my friend, Amy. Yes. And she, so she was my first guest and it was <laughs> hilarious. And I'm glad she was my first guest because yes. it was just a comedy of errors. And uh, the the first thing she was my idea was to have her on with me like a split screen mm -hmm. and so when you're the featured artist I would have 10 of her items that I would show first and then I had 50 items from the store and I had everything numbered and so the featured artist would be the first 10 items mm -hmm. and so like number one would be you know like a piece of her jewelry you know, and I would talk about it and then the customer or the, the people watching would, the viewers would just comment, you know, number one sold. And then I would go back and, you know, do that. Do, yeah. But the, the first one, uh, I planned on having her split screen, could not figure it out. Did not know you couldn't do that on a business page. So know that. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can do it on a personal page. You can do a split screen, but not on a business page. You may can do it in a group, but I don't, I don't know. So that was just crazy. Then I had my little drink that I had the recipe for and I made it up on camera and I shook it up and I went to pour it in the glass and the top fell off. So it just spilled all over the table. You know, so it was just one thing after another that, but I was like, no, we're just going to keep going. We're just going to keep going. And because I was nervous about it, but then I got in the groove and I had, gosh, about 60 people on watching and I did, I, it was an hour and a half long and I did $4,000 in sales in an hour and a half. And I mean, when, I had no idea that that was, I, I thought it was going well, but when I tallied that up at the end of that night, I bawled. I, I couldn't even talk to tell my husband the amount. I was like, you're not going to believe it. I mean, they rallied for me, <laughs> you know, and it was just, I had, like I said, I'd hit the wall that week. I had cried. I had prayed. What am I supposed to do? I've got to, I want to hold on to this business. And, uh, so I just started doing it every Friday through quarantine, you, you know, because people were stuck at home. They were looking for something to do. And my advice is just do it. Mm -hmm. People like when you are real mm -hmm. and I just get on there and I tell stories about, just crazy stuff that happened in my childhood or last week or about my kids or, 
just, I, I would talk to people just like they were in front of me, you know, not wow. like I was talking to a screen and I had such good feedback. I had all these messages and then I had a lady, um, and I would do a, like a curbside pickup at the store mm -hmm. you know, for them to pick their things up. Uh, or I pick people picked up out of my mailbox at my house. I'd started doing them in my basement. That's where I did them was in my basement. I had everything the on the floor table. Yeah. yeah. The happy hour within my basement. Mm -hmm. Because I just went to the store and pulled. And by the end of it, you know, before I opened back up, I had about three fourths of the store in my basement. So I had to you know, take it all back, but it was good because I could clean. But there was um, one of my customers who's going through chemo mm -hmm. and she had come into the store right before I had to shut down. And we had a nice talk and, you know, we had put a prayer for her on the prayer wall. And um, she told me a few weeks in how she looked forward to the happy hours. And she goes, I feel like that's my girlfriend time. Like I'm actually getting to spend time with girlfriends and you just don't know. You don't know how that people are reacting to that. And, but the feedback was just so good that it pumped me up and, you know, I just kept doing it for weeks. And then the last one I did was July 10th, I believe. But you know, at that point, people had started to get out the, the, you know, quarantine had lifted for the most part, but there's still people who don't want to get out. You know, I still see it's not real busy in the store. And so again, I've had to shift, you know, to do other things. So when I get a box of new items or, you know, new pieces, I do a live and I open the box and I, and people love that. I've gotten great feedback from, from doing that. And I make lots of sales that way because they're seeing it for the first time. And I was going to ask you real quick, not to interrupt those, the open in the box are not scheduled. Is that correct? Yeah. Those are just yeah. the box comes in. Will you yeah. even give a five minute announcement? Like, no, I just do it. You just, you just yeah. get on there. But they're posted. So right. You can save them on your, on your mm -hmm. Facebook page. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that is so cool. Okay. So Stephanie, I have so many questions for you. You did my soul so good right now in that conversation. Just let me ask you too, when you said you had 60 people on for your very first happy hour, do you recall about how many people had already liked your page or followed? Was it in the thousands or? Mm -hmm. I, uh, I had about 1200 maybe, and I'm almost at 2000 now. So I, in less than a reason, year, I feel like that's pretty good. Oh, that's fantastic. And the reason I was asking is because I wanted to give listeners a context. For example, if they chose to try something out of the box, it was brand new, and they had a hundred likes, well, then they could expect, you know, it would give them a, a rate, a ratio, a percentage to realize how many people. Right. Because I think that's another thing too is we we get there and we do a live or we try something out of the box and not very many people show up. But mm -hmm. if you look at it proportionally for how many people like your page or how many followers you have on Instagram, mm -hmm. well, if you look at it proportionally, you're like, well, heck, that was 10% of people that follow me that mm -hmm. showed up. And so I'm, that's the only reason I was asking that because 60 people to show up to your first live happy hour is huge and huge and so I'm so impressed with you and I'm impressed in the fact that things didn't go right from the get-go and you just didn't have any you not doing the live 
happy hour was not a choice for you. You're like, oh, well, Amy can't show up. And she's talking about Amy from Grace Girl Beads. And my audience knows about Amy and knows that she's a dear friend of mine. She's been on the podcast before and she makes beautiful handmade jewelry. And Amy was the one that said, oh, yep. And you, you guys can't see it. But in our Zoom call, she is wearing some of Amy's stuff right now. Beautiful things. But Amy was the one who told me, she said, Rachel, I want you to talk to my friend Stephanie because she's a great example of someone who thought outside the box, got over her fears and said, and like, like you pointed out, got to the bottom of, of your hopes and dreams and said, I've yes. got something different. And sometimes when our backs are against the wall, we come out fighting. And that, that's exactly what you did. And the picture of the drink pouring out onto your table that sounds like something I would do. I love the fact that you're like, oh, well, and just yeah. kept on, kept on go, moving through. So thank you for, thank you for sharing that. And I like your advice too, where you said, you know, you just have to try it. You just have to keep going with it. And the second thing that I really admire about this situation for you is you didn't stop after one. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, and I'm speaking about myself right here. A lot of times when I get bold and brave, I'll do it. And I'm so proud because I did it one time. But the real courage comes from showing up again and again and again, um, because that's what takes the real strength. I was reading the book. Have you read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear? No. It's a great no. And somebody in the book was quoted that to find success means that you get really good at boredom. And what that means, I'm misquoting it, but what it means is that you get really good at doing the same thing over and over and over again. Consistency, that is one thing I have learned with my business. Consistency is key. Mm -hmm. It really is. And I, it's been hard lately because my hours have been very sporadic, but I've offered um, appointments and people, yes. you yeah. know, again, you just have to adapt. I mean, it's, it's especially during all this craziness, this in 2020, you have to adapt and you've got to constantly be changing and people, I mean, cons if that makes any sense, you've got oh to be God. consistent yet changing. I mean, you can, you've got to show up. That is the consistency. Yes. You just have to show up with whatever it is. And people like for you to be real. I cannot stress that enough. Don't be somebody that you're not. That's not what people want. Yeah, they want you. Yes. The they authentic want you, you. Up that the technology may not have worked. The drink may have right. spilled. You may, right. whatever. I mean, these are stories from my life. That is such a good point. I think that's a lot of us. We get scared to not sound like somebody else and not look like somebody else, but right. copywriter. And the thing is, and this is what I try to stress to my clients and anybody that I'm writing for, the thing is you have to sound different. You, and that goes back to what you said. You cannot be scared to be yourself because when you fall into going, but that's not how they sound. That's not how they do it. Well, then you're just going to sound, you're going to blend in with a crowd is what I was right. trying to say, and not, and not be yourself. Hello, dear listener. This is a commercial pause by yours truly, the podcast host, Rachel Eubanks. I want to tell you that I have an online course called Creating an Ideal Customer Story. Now, on the surface, this may not sound important. You may think to yourself, Rachel, I do not have time to write a story. Oh, yes, you do. Because see, this is a step that many of us business owners, I'm pointing my finger at myself right here. 
we have skipped for too long. Or maybe this was something that you did when you started your business, but you haven't revisited it in a while. See, we have to get very clear with ourselves about who it is that we serve in our business, who it is that enjoys getting help from us, buying from us in some way. Now, the reason this is important is because it helps us not with just writing social media and crafting emails, but it also helps us decide, are we going to carry this next product line? Or does this course make sense for my customer, for my current customer? Or do I want to start thinking about another ideal customer and creating a different stream of revenue? See, these things are really important. This is the foundation for growing a strong business, but it's something that many of us skip because it does require some thinking. Now, good news. This course, if you buy the online course version, it's $19.99 currently as of August 2020, and it's less than two hours. That's what I'm trying to get at, is that if you take two to three hours one weekend, you are going to come out on the other side more focused and ready to write those emails, product pages, make decisions about the bottom line of your business. Now, if you are listening to this episode fairly currently, I do have an opportunity to meet with you in person. Of course, that means via Zoom in September. And now, of course, it also means that it costs more than $19.99. You're a business owner. You realize that as well. But you, me, and four other savvy business owners can meet via Zoom two different times to talk about this course, to go through this course material, end up with an ideal customer story so that you are focused and ready to go into quarter four where you want to sell yourself out of all your products, all your courses, whatever. Also, following those two small group meetings, you get a one-on-one time with me so that we can talk about what are the next steps. Hey, Rachel, I have this ideal customer story. How can I apply it? So we'll talk about that too. So if you are listening to this podcast fairly recently in the August 2020 timeframe, you may also want to check out that in-person course opportunity, creating an ideal customer story. Head to my site for either option, the online self-study which is $19.99 and the in-person via Zoom, of course, is also on my site. So head to my site, inspire to engage forward slash online courses. Okay, I appreciate you so much for listening. Back to the episode. Let's shift gears for just a second. And I want to ask you, you were gracious to share your Facebook experience. What is your favorite part of being a business owner. And I can't believe I'm asking you this in 2020, but we all need a little, <laughs> hope and a little laugh, laughter. What's your favorite part of being a business owner? Uh, probably the flexibility and the creativity that it gives me that I can do whatever I want. I'm the boss <laughs> and it's just me. I don't even have any employees. And I, you know, and if I can't work or, you know, my daughter had surgery the other day, my father-in-law passed away. I mean, we've just had one thing after another for the last month. And I just, and my, my customers have learned that I just, because they follow me so closely on social media, I just throw it out there. You know, I am so sorry. This is what's happened. 
and you know i'll be open maybe you know this way and just keep watching and you know like today i'm like i'm open today 12 to 4 so <laughs> come on and you know it's just kind of and I, I and i just apologize i'm like i'm sorry that it's like that but it just is and then people know they'll, they'll just call me and then they will see things on facebook and they'll reach out hey i i want to get you know that bowl and i'm like all right i'll meet you at the store at such and such time you know so it's kept it going Yes. Well, and I'm sitting here listening to you and I'm thinking, I love the confidence that you brought to this conversation that you brought to your business, because there's a lot of power in that confidence of saying, this is where I'm at in my life right now. This, this business is important. It's been a dream of mine for a long time. It is quote unquote, a baby of mine, but this is where it stands. And I think a lot of times when we go into entrepreneurship, we're so busy chasing the the next goal the next whatever and that actually causes a lack of confidence because we don't just sit there and appreciate the level that we're at in recognizing is there balance in the rest of my life and right. my business and that's just something that's speaking from my heart right now so i appreciate your confidence mm -hmm. right? they're like i'm open today might not be open tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> exactly. yeah. And you know, I think that comes with age too. Like I said, turning 50 really did something to me. Mm. You know, I'm just like, I'm here and, and I, it's just going to be what I want it to be. <laughs> and it's been fabulous. I mean, I just turned 51 two weeks ago. So I've already got one year of the fifties under my belt, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's awesome. I, I'm not complaining. Well, good. Well, good. Well, okay. So this next question definitely fits into 2020 a little better. What have you found so far has been the toughest part of being a business owner? Uh, probably just constantly trying to figure out how to stay one step ahead, mm. be it with um, figuring out what people want. You know, you know, that's another part of it is you try to almost guess what your customers are going to want. And you know, after a while, it you you kind of get a clearer picture of it, but you always have to be thinking down the road, like one step ahead. But that's just how my brain works. Also, is I'm always thinking the just the next thing. You know, right now I've got a bunch of stuff in the works that don't look like anything I'm doing right now, <laughs> and I'm you know kind of behind the scenes working on those things people don't know that and then i just introduce it but there's a lot of work behind the scenes that people don't necessarily see but you know i've seen one another thing that we did during quarantine is i had just started doing classes in the shop you know because i have all these wonderful artists and i tried to do things that are very unique and we the first class was these chunky blankets and it was just so successful we did two of those and it, it went great well, then, you know, March hit. I mean, we did that one the first of March and then I shut down the 18th and we had these things scheduled. So I was like, all right, we'll do it online. So we did a needle felting class online with one of the artists and it was a great success. And so now I'm seeing, I'm bringing classes back. You know, we've got a social distance. You've got to wear a mask. So again, having to adapt, having to change what the classes look like. And one of the artists came in with these glass flowers that were just stunning. And she goes, what do you think about doing these as a class? And I was like, that's fabulous. And I said, let's throw it out there and just see if people are willing to come. You know, we'll take precautions and we'll just see, will they come? Not only did they come, we book, totally booked the first class in 20 minutes and added two more classes and booked them out. I mean, it was, it was insane. And that paid my rent 
for July. You know, so it's just a constantly, that's, that's, it's a hard part, but then that's one of the good parts of owning your own business because you get to be creative and think about how to, I mean, you're thinking about how to keep your doors open is what you're doing. <laughs> exactly. Bottom line, how do I keep my doors open? And then, but I say that a lot that sometimes the greatest characteristic, this is even for our personality, like our best part of our characteristic, if left unchecked, can be our worst. And that's what you're saying. One of the best things about being a business owner is that you get to be creative, but it also means it's the toughest because you're always trying to figure out creatively, where do I need to take this store? Where, what is it that my customers want? I'm so excited to hear that those classes have done such a great job. Let me ask you this too. Have you decided to keep some of your virtual classes as well? Or are you really going to go back to in-store classes with the social distancing and mask? What did, what did you decide on that? I have found we're going back to in-store classes because people are starving for experience. Okay. They really, really are. I, I just, in listening, you know, that's another, that's another plus of owning your own business. And I'm the only one that's ever in there, mm -hmm. you, you know, and, I, and I'm actually looking at, at getting a little help, but, you know, I'm building those relationships. And when they come in, I'm part of the equation. You know, they want to, not to sound cocky, but I mean, they want to see me. I mean, that they want to have that because we have that relationship. And uh, I, I'm just, I listen to people. You know, that's, it's one of my God-given gifts is, mm -hmm. I mean, I talk a lot, but I listen a lot too. Yeah. But they, I listen to the customer and they are just so starved to get out to do something with a friend, with their, you know, daughter, with their mother, just get out in a safe environment and do something creative because there's so many creative people and their outlets have been stifled through all of this. And they're just so hungry to get out and make something. And I'm, you know, that's the thing. I try to really listen to the customers and meet them where they are, you know, meet them with what they want. And, and that is what they want. That, that I think is they're tired of staying home, mm -hmm. you know? Okay. Well, good. Well, I'm glad I asked because I, I knew you probably have an answer to that question. Let me ask you something else. Where do you find your artist? We talked about this being an eclectic shop and you mentioned California, but I know you have other artists than that. So what is your process? I know there's other boutique listeners that would be interested and maybe even some creatives that would be interested in knowing how did they get found? So mm -hmm. what, what's your process? Uh, several ways. I mean, like I said, we travel a lot. Um, that trip, that particular trip last fall or last August, we started, we went down the coast of Oregon and California and there's lots of markets. You know, I just like to kind of plan trips around well, markets or festivals, you know, that we can find. I mean, I, we've been some really cool things and there's always unique artists. And then, um, locally the festivals, you know, I've gone and I found, three, I think three or four in September at one, we have a cabin up in the mountains, um, not about an hour from here. And there's a big festival up there. And then, um, so I got four that way. Uh, you know, just, I'll walk around and things will just jump out at me. And I'm like, I like that. I want that in the store. So I just go and I talk to the artist and I say, Hey, I've got a shop. Would you be interested in either doing consignment or wholesale? And usually they're just thrilled that you've asked them that. And I've found, 
really these days, because I know you've probably talked to Amy, so much is canceled. That big one that I was talking about mm -hmm. near our cabin, it got, I just found out this morning, I got a text this morning from one of the artists that it got canceled. Mm -hmm. And so that's the thing too, with when you support a shop like Wildflowers, it not just supports me, it's supporting so many artists. And that's so important these days because their outlets are, have dried up a lot. Um, but Amy, the way uh, I found her is my oldest son and his girlfriend were at Shrimp Fest in Gulf Shores. And his girlfriend said, she sent me a message and she said, oh, you would love this jewelry. You know, and so anyway, so I already had somebody and I had to make a change in the store. And so I reached out to Amy and we just hit it off immediately. She remembered meeting my son and his girlfriend, you know, so it was just, it was just meant to be. And she's just been a delight. Um, then I will look on Etsy. Some days I'll just kind of scan Etsy and look for things that I think are unique that I think would do well in the store. And I reach out to the artist. I found, you know, a few that way. Um, I found a blown glass artist in Seattle when I was out there and he wouldn't ship across the country. So I thought, okay, I'll get on. And I Googled, blown glass artist in the Southeast. And so I found Brad, my, my, my uh, blown glass artist Brad is in um, uh, Asheville, North Carolina, which is kind of known for their blown glass. He's mm -hmm. wonderful. I've just found him online, reached out to him, come to find out his in-laws are from Chattanooga. So he, he brings stuff, you know, so it's just been, it really has fallen into place like it's supposed to. And then on top of that, I have people who just come in the store and say, oh, you know, they come in, they, oh, I make such and such, which I'm pretty picky about that because I've, I've seen some very, very interesting things <laughs> come through, <laughs> you know, and you're like, oh, this is hard when you're face to face and you know that's not a good fit, <laughs> to put it nicely. But then I've got some fabulous artists that way. Of course. Or a friend of a friend or, you know, just, just, that's just kind of, it's just all different ways. There's no one answer to that no and it but it sounds like because I, I, I jotted down your things as far as traveling which we know right now is, is out for a lot of right. us but you did talk about the fact of Etsy and googling but what I'm also hearing too is have this constant this mindset mm -hmm. of always looking for yes. things that will fit into your store yes. and then for you ultimately you said what brings me joy Right. And your customers have known, have come to know that, Hey, Stephanie has curated this place for beautiful things that bring her joy. And she and I happen to think the same, like we <laughs> find joy in similar stuff. So your customers know that and right. can, find, can find great pieces when they come into your store. I know we've got to go because you have a store to open here in just a couple <laughs> of minutes, but before we go, please, I know that there is going to be list. There are going to be listeners who want to know where they can find your store or if they are itching to get out some and where can they buy from you online if they can't get to Signal Mountain. So tell us before we get off where to find you. Okay, so I am in Signal Mountain, Tennessee, which is about uh, 15 minutes from downtown Chattanooga. Just You just go up the mountain north of Chattanooga. Um, you can find me on Facebook, which it's Wildflowers is the page, but when you go to to type it in, it's wildflowers on signal, you know, facebook.com forward slash wildflowers on signal. Um, same with Instagram. 
uh, Instagram.com forward slash uh, wildflowers on signal. I have a website wildflowers on signal.com. But I'll be honest, that needs some work. <laughs> it has a store on it, but that's that is something that is my weakness. I'll just be honest. That's my weakness. Can, <laughs> the, the, can, they, can they purchase though from this from your website? Or is it easier to purchase through Facebook? It's easier to purchase through Facebook because okay. that's gonna be much more up to date okay, and gotcha. in real time. It's yes. And tune in. I'm starting back. Um, I'm going to be doing the happy hours again once a month. So okay, if you if follow the Facebook page, that's the best thing to do because all, everything filters through there. Um, but you can find me through the website, you know, the phone number, um, uh, the address, everything that general information is on there. I was on it on TV, uh, right when I opened that video is on the website. So you can kind of get a feel for what the store is like, but Facebook is, is probably the best place. And that's where you're going to find the happy hours and all the latest, greatest, you know, box openings and the new items. So I think that's great, Stephanie. And we will definitely follow you on Facebook. She is on Instagram and she said her website, you can definitely find information there, but more up to date on Facebook. And, you know, we're going to cut you some slack because like you said, this thing was only started in 2019 and it has yeah. grown tremendously and it's mostly you. So we are excited for you as fellow business owners, as the host, and as I know other listeners, we love to hear success stories and of people who maybe you haven't tried this technology, but you just went for it and, or, you know, you had this dream in your heart and you just went for it. So thank you so much for agreeing to be on the podcast and I will continue praying for you and your sweet families. I know you guys have been extremely busy with in the last couple of weeks and so we just hope this store continues to grow so thank you thank you thank you thank you stephanie thank you thanks for having me this was wonderful i enjoyed it i told you in the beginning that this was a great conversation i loved it and i really needed it if i'm being very honest i had come through kind of a low day or two and so my conversation with stephanie just uplifted my spirits it was exactly what I needed. So I hope it did for you. Maybe it was a business talk. Maybe it was spiritually. Maybe it was emotionally, whatever. I hope it served you well. Okay. The teacher in me loves to end each episode with at least three lessons that I learned. Because we know that in a lesson or a presentation or things that we read, we most remember the beginning and the end. So that's why the teacher in me says, I've got to end this with a little summary of at least three things that I learned. So here it goes. Number one, we can't be afraid to try something new. If COVID-19 has done one good thing, it would be that many of us business owners have found ourselves with our backs against the wall and we've come out fighting, meaning we are willing to try things that are new to us, that always were on our list to learn or to do, but we were so busy. And there just really honestly wasn't a need because our business was trucking along. But then COVID-19 hit and state and city restrictions hit and our businesses changed. And so we found ourselves having to look for something different. And that's exactly where Stephanie found herself. And so my takeaway is, is that we can't be afraid to try something new. 
Stephanie has a hilarious story about her first happy hour on Facebook Live. It was not a success as far as the live itself. Monetarily, it was a great success for her business. So that's proof right there that when we try something new, we do not have to be an expert. We just have to be willing to try. She tried to invite my friend Amy Boyle from Grace Girl Beads on. That's who was supposed to be her guest in her happy hour. Guess what? Facebook Live through your business page, it is not allowable. Now she could have done it on Instagram very easily. You could do a live and invite somebody on there with you on Instagram, on your business Instagram. But I like what Stephanie did. She knew that her audience was on Facebook. So she stayed true to her audience. And guess what? It didn't work out. Amy didn't get to go on live with her that night. And Stephanie spilled her drink all over the table as she was trying to mix it for the happy hour. But you know what? Stephanie continued on. And what's really amazing is that she didn't just do it that night, that Friday. She showed up the next Friday and the next Friday and the next Friday, all the way to, I think she said, July 10th. So we can't be scared to try something new and to try it again and again. We're not going to be experts. We just have to, we have to try it. We have to go for it. And if you are trying something new and you need a cheerleader, please email me or DM me on Instagram, inspire to engage. And my email is rachel at inspire to engage.com. I'd be glad to cheer you on. And, um, just be an encourager for you as you try something new. Okay, lesson two, listen to your customers. Stephanie talked several times about conversations that she has with her customers. And you know, if you've listened to this podcast at all, more than just one episode, you know that I am very passionate about us getting real about who it is that we serve about writing an ideal customer story so that we have a story. We have something to fall back on when we're making business decisions, when we're determining do we want to carry this new product line? Will this course be a great fit? I need to write social media and I'm stuck. Well, guess what? We pull our story back out, reread it, and we're reminded of exactly who it is that we serve. And when we write to that one person, we're no longer wondering what it is that we need to write or should we buy this product, we have a much more clear idea, clear decision. Now, Stephanie works at her store. And so that gives her lots of access to her customers, lots of conversations where she is really building an understanding of who it is that is drawn to her store. And I know as a copywriter that that bleeds into everything else that Stephanie does. You know, Stephanie knows that Facebook is where the majority of her customers are. She knows that Facebook lives now work for her customers and that happy hours with a drink recipe and an appetizer was probably a good idea. She knows those things because she spent time with her customers and has a, and has a good understanding of what they're like. Now, for some of us, we have to work a little harder because we don't own a boutique. We don't get a lot of face-to-face -face time with our customers, but that's on us. That's okay. We can find ways. We can do direct email or we can ask a particular customer for a Zoom call. Most people are going to be willing to talk to us 
if if we present it in a loving manner, like I appreciate you being such a staunch supporter of my business, can I spend 10 minutes with you asking you a couple of questions? And you could even offer something in return. And if that person says no, it's nothing personal. They're busy, whatever. Move on to another customer who has shown a lot of loyalty loyalty to you so that we can get to know our customers better. Okay, and another lesson that I took away from this is we can't be scared to be ourselves. Stephanie said that many times, and by being ourselves, by being real, we attract people who are naturally going to like what we do. And that is so helpful in the long run because I'm telling you, if we attract the wrong crowd, it just leaves a bunch of sadness, a bunch of frustration. Sometimes it happens publicly on social media or on review sites like Yelp. And sometimes it happens behind the scenes in a bunch of back and forth emails or DMs where this customer is so frustrated with you. Guess what? We don't want to attract people because we're being false and fake and then they get to see the real us and they see the real products and they're then frustrated. We don't want any of that. So by being real, being silly or being serious or being spiritual or being fitness related or a fitness fanatic or not being a fitness fanatic, being a cook, whatever it is that is feels really real to you, that's a good thing because we're going to attract people then who appreciate that silly side of us or that serious side of us or that sincere side, whatever it is. So be real. Okay, guys, there was so much good stuff out of this podcast. Those were my three big takeaways. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. And again, if you try something new and you want a cheerleader or encourager, please reach out. Rachel at inspire to engage That's my email. Or find me on Instagram at inspire to engage and shoot me a direct message. You guys have a great week. Bye.